Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
now it's time to turn it up. Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up. We all up in your area like landscape. Definitely bringing you the power slam and pancakes. It's the mandate that you tune in. It's time to move out so we can move in and recognize that this is no illusion. I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion. It all started off in the book of Genesis when Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis. And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him, he touched his hip but he really couldn't have devoured him. And from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. You heard what it said. It said be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling. And join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. This is 386 episodes of the Pancakes and Power Slams show, ladies and gentlemen. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? 386 episodes of the Pancakes and Power Slams show. We are live and living live in color, getting funky like a monkey, if you will, baby. Yeah. Cody, Brandon, PMP Nation filling up. What's going on, everybody? We got a lot to talk about tonight. We got uh, part two of the George South interview. I really, I, I am very, very confident that you are really going to uh, really enjoy this interview. He shares some road stories about Sting. Hulk Hogan, Ted DiBiase, and some other stuff. Uh, some really interesting stuff. I told you before, this is this out of the 200 interviews that I've done, this is one of my favorite interviews with, with George South for, for many reasons, um, particularly faith-related reasons. Uh, but yeah, man, he, he really shares some sto- road stories, and I've said this before, as you all know, Road stories are some of my favorite interviews. Probably, probably is my favorite types of interviews is just talking to someone about road stories. That's why um, there's why that's why some of my favorites are are just uh, the legendary people who aren't really caring about uh, <laughs> um, aren't really caring about uh, being bridled by uh any promotion or anything and not being able to say anything that's any stories or anything like that some of my favorite interviews are that so we're gonna have some fun tonight we got some interesting headlines we're going to talk about and then i'm going to show you some brackets we're going to talk about king of the ring tournament we're going to and in the in the honor and the spirit of king of the ring we're going to talk about uh, king of the ring 1985 
86, 87, and 88. So uh, we're going to, I'm going to show you the brackets. We're going to talk about the brackets as I'm, uh, as uh, the brackets are being shown. Of course, we have Ask Chris Questions. We have trivia. We have a fun night on the P&P show, ladies and gentlemen. Brian says he had a chance to meet George South a few weeks ago, a few ago. I imagine a few months or a few weeks or a few years ago. And Roanoke, a uh, great guy, very personable. I agree. I've had uh, some conversations with George off uh, off air, and the guy is super duper cool. So, um, years, Brian is uh, Brian. Years ago, Brian says. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, let's let's jump right into George South, man. He's got some really stuff, really cool stuff to share. So uh, uh, just uh, hang out for the interview. Enjoy the interview. Uh, get some uh, sweet tea or some lemonade. Um, I have some some ice water in my in my cup. Um, you know, I'm a huge Ohio State fan. I'm so pumped about Ohio State football. Um, for anyone who's been uh, following the Pancakes and Power Slam show, we are almost seven and a half years old. Isn't that crazy? Almost seven and a half years old. Um, and I have. I've shared many times my love, my affinity for Ohio State football. And I've said this before as well. I've said, you know, wrestling, pro wrestling is a clear-cut number one, you know, sports-related combat sports. Um, And we're actually, speaking of combat sports, we're going to talk about Cormier and MMA uh, tonight as well. But just sports-related, just any type of sports, sports entertainment, whatever. Pro wrestling is number one. And I call college football 1B. College football is like a a fraternal twin uh, to the WWE for me. I love college football immensely. So I'm definitely going to be talking about some Ohio State football as the season approaches in about a couple weeks. Um, Very, very excited. Cody stoked that football is back as well. Vanilla Coke, uh, Cody. Okay, man, I haven't had Vanilla Coke. In a long time. What about the Chicago Bulls? I'm looking forward to Zach Levine and uh, Lori uh, Markanen um, breakout. I am too. Um, here's my thing, Brandon. You know I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, which is the reason why you brought them up. Here's my thing, Brandon. Um, I, and I'm feeling like this with the Indians too. I'm a huge Indians fan. People know I'm a huge Indians fan. Um, but and and in Indians are they're 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 doing their thing, man. Um, we were first in the uh, in, in our division, and then uh, we lost. Uh, I think a couple times to Boston. Uh, and then we beat the Yankees. Um, I think we have. I'm trying to figure out what our next uh, series is. Um. Mets. So we got the Mets on Thursday. So um, right now we are second. We are three games behind uh, the Twins right now in the AL Central. So and what didn't help was the fact that we lost nine to two 
against the Mets today. Lost against the Yankees on the 17th. Lost against the Yankees on the 16th. Lost against the Red Sox on the 14th. We spanked the Yankees, but we lost the series. Well, we actually was split. Uh, we beat them eight to four on uh, Sunday, so we split the series with the Yankees. Um, and then we lost the series against Boston. I remember that uh, on the twelfth. I remember that six uh, six five win. That was that was huge. Um, so yeah, we uh, beat the series. We beat the Twins in the series, but we got the Twins again. I think next month sometime. Uh, yep. Uh, September sixth, seventh, uh, and eighth. So we got a three-game series against uh, the Twins again. So uh, hopefully we can stay close. Uh, just three games behind. We were, you know, one. We were up for like for like a game. We were up. Uh, we were leading, but you know that didn't last long. But. Go Indians, go Bulls. Uh, like I said, with the Bulls, man, I, I just, I, I just got so much. I love the Bulls so much, but we just we struggle to find a constant team uh, that's worth, you know, talking about. You know, Jimmy Butler was really discovered in Chicago, and he left. You know, what I mean, so Derrick Rose. You know, what I mean, he he had. Yeah, he, he led Chicago, you know, to the playoffs and uh, was basically the, the, the spearhead, of, you know, uh, with Chicago for a bit. And he left. So, uh, you know, we even tried to get Wade. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, um, Rondo, you know, so we, we, we tried a couple of times to, to get some people, but uh, um yeah, Ra- yep, yep. <laughs> Brandon just said Rajon Rondo, yep. Um uh let's see. If all the Phillies were doing better, we'd be Boston tonight though. Yeah. I'm just like I said, man, with 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 uh, the Indians, I'm just happy that we're doing well. But I just I can't I I I just can't rely on my fandom for the Indians until it's like the last game, the World Series. It's uh, Game Four, and we're up. We, we've already up three nothing, and we're up by like ten runs in the bottom of the ninth. <laughs> like that's the fourth game. Like that's when I'll start like uh, not being so uh, con- not not being so uh, reserved and so. Um, you know, a cautious is the word I'm looking for. Cautious of being a, a very vocal uh, <laughs> Indians fan. So, I mean, with that Cubs series uh, a, a few years, a couple years back, with the the Boston series, you know, uh, I think that was like what '07 um, when we uh, when we went against Boston. We had that Boston series. What was that? I think that was '07. Um, let's see. I think it was oh seven. I'm almost positive it was oh seven. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. MLB. Um, yep. Oh seven. Mm, mm, mm. 
four to three, two thousand seven, ALCS. I was uh, I was yeah so close yeah so close Brandon two thousand sixteen lost to the Cubos, so close what too close, so, but we'll see how they do this year. Hopefully they do well. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I will be back. I'm going to play the George South part two. Uh, like I said, he has some really good role stories to share about Hogan, uh, staying and DBIC and some more things too. I think you'll really enjoy it. Some really, really, really cool stuff that he shared and, uh, uh enjoy the interview. Of course, chat away. I'm going to answer the ask Chris questions live and live in color, uh, uh, on the other side of the interview. And, uh, We'll be back. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so there's uh, there's so much I want to talk about. I gotta br- I gotta bring you back on, George, because this is uh, this is so good. I gotta I gotta I got so much more I want to talk about um, to have a part two of this if if you're willing, for sure. I would love to, buddy. Thank you. I I, I love to. You just have to tell me to be quiet, but I get excited, oh, no. and no, I no, appreciate no. you so much. Just the, <laughs> no. the the love for wrestling, and and uh, it's just amazing. I mean, God will use anybody, you know. And and uh, I tell everybody, I said, why I'm doing what I never wanted, Chris. And this kind of sums up me. Uh, I I don't want to just go to a town and wrestle and get paid and leave. Mm-hmm. Every town I go to, I want to do something for the Lord. Amen. If it's to give out a little Bible, you know, as a bad guy, Chris, you'll love this. The greatest compliment I think I've ever got as a bad guy is this past weekend. I always give out small Bibles uh, when they come up to my gimmick table, and I'll sign it, and it's just, you know, some of these kids love them. And, but I give one to this lady, and I go to the ring, and I do my big thing as a bad guy, you know, getting everybody to hate me. But after the match, Chris, she came up to my table and gave me my Bible back. <laughs> I've never had nobody give me my Bible back, you know. Wow. Uh, but I made her so mad in the ring; she brought the Bible back. Wow! wow. I did thought you, that was pretty cool. Did you give but her you back to her? I, I, well, I go to these tales. Yeah, you, you know what's funny is I said, you know, did you read it first? <laughs> you know, before you give it back. But, but I'm just, you know, just my whole testimony is God. Uh, you know, He's allowed me to do something I love and. And as long as I can still do it, I don't want to just waste time. Yeah. You know, if I can, it's amazing. I mean, these kids, they, they, may, they may not remember me being on TV, but when I'm able to give them a Bible or I've got a, I've got a comic book uh, years ago, Nate Butler, who drew for Archie and a uh, tremendous comic artist, he did a, uh, him and Steve Butler did a comic book of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, years ago, my little testimony. So, you know, what's amazing, Chris, is I'm going to some of these high schools and speak. They tell me, if you can believe this, that I can talk about money. I can talk about the championship belts. I can talk about all the fancy cars. They encourage me to talk about that. But, of course, you know, they won't let me talk about, you know, my love for the Lord. So what I've done years ago is I just ask them, well, can I get out? Can I get out my comic book? Oh, yeah, sure. So I spend all day, you know, uh, with these high school kids giving out my comic books. Nice. And it's just a little plan of salvation about my life. And it's kind of neat how they can't say nothing about that, you know. And these right. kids take it home. And, and every now and then, Chris, I'll have one of them kids write me, and they'll say, can, I need a Bible. You know, nice. I don't have a Bible. Can you get me a Bible? So ain't that neat how it just all – but, again, without pro wrestling, I wouldn't be invited 
into that high school. Right. Uh, or, or some of these youth camps. See, that's yeah. the whole thing is, is uh, you know, I tell my students this all the time, and this is my first week in the business in 19, it was like 1981. There used to be an old wrestler named Ron Starr, and he just recently passed away. But he, he, he worked some here in the Carolinas but made a lot of money in Puerto Rico. But, you know, he told me first time I met him, Chris, he said, just leave pro wrestling better than you found it. And, you know, it took me years to realize what he meant. But now, uh, Chris, and you know, too, there's a lot of wrestlers that's just uh, all these years, they just take from it. They just take from it, and they take from it. They don't give nothing back. And I never, you know, I want to leave pro wrestling uh, better than the way I found it. And that's that's what I'm trying to do. So. Yeah, but I'd love to do a part two, buddy. I think you, yeah. I think you said hello, and I've been talking for an hour. Oh man, it's, I, look, I've been soaking it all in, and I love it. I want to ask you one more question. There's a lot of one I want to ask you. But I want okay. on this part. I want to ask you one more question. Now you you talk about passing comic books. Now you passed a track to Hulk Hogan before, right? And I want to know a little bit more about that story. Yes. Well, you know what was so amazing about? I don't care who you are in this world. You know who Hulk Hogan is. I mean, mm-hmm. you can be you can be someone that just hates pro wrestling, and if someone says Hulk Hogan. You remember him. Uh, uh, I just had a uh, uh, buddy of mine. He just went overseas on a mission trip. And he loves wrestling, but he's not in the business. And he said, you would be amazed over there. I'm talking millions of miles away. They they love wrestling, but all they know is Hulk Hogan over there. Mm-hmm. From the kids to the adults. You can mention Randy Orton or a guy like that. Kane. Nobody knows who you're talking about. But my missionary friend said, if you, miss an, if you, if you mention Hulk Hogan, Thousands of miles away, they know who he is. So I knew that I was going to WWF television. And, of course, this was when Hogan was on TV every week. And You know, he always used to say, say your prayers and take your vitamins. And I said, Lord, if I ever get a chance to meet him, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to confront him. But I just want to know, is it for real? You know, because it's amazing when you put a camera on people's face. Uh, Chris, they'll say anything you want them to. Yeah. And, and I just said, for my own for my own heart, I just want to meet him, first of all, because I've been a big fan of his. And what was funny, we was up we were uh, up around Maryland for like three days. And the first two days, you know, I was just getting up the nerve to meet him. Because, you know, you see him backstage, and he's just bigger than life. And, and I thought, I, you know, I'm scared to death. And I've been ever, I've done everything, Chris, in my life. But, I, you know, I'm meeting the Hulkster. You know, first of all, I said, what do you even call him? I mean, do you call him Mr. Hulk or... Or Hulkster, what do you call Hulk Hogan, you know? So anyway, I, I had one of my comic books, and, and I followed him around that day. He, they had a little area for you to go get coffee, and I said, this is it. I said, I'm going to, this is it, do or die. And he may leg drop me and slam me or whatever, but we're going to do it. So it was just me and him, and it was beautiful. It was, it was just me and him in this little coffee area. And, you know, I let him get his coffee, and he turned around. I went up to him, and, and uh, Lord, I forget what I called him. I think I said Hulkster, but... I said, do you mind if I share this with you? And uh, he took it, and he read it right there in front of me, and he just talked about how great it was. And then he shared his testimony with me, if you can believe it. I was like, my mouth was dropped open. And and, and then he just shared his testimony, but he said something that I always loved, Chris. He said, you know, when I pray at night, I'm the same size as all of these Hulkamaniac kids. You know, in other words, he was saying that it doesn't matter how big or small you are, when you pray, we all come to the cross yes. the, the same. And right. and before we left, I said, well, i got to ask you one thing, Hulk. I said, all these years, you've been saying 
say your prayers to these kids. I said, do you, you know, and kind of jokingly, I said, do you say your prayer? And he said, buddy, do I? And he said, matter of fact, let's, let's have one now before we leave. And so if you can even believe this, Chris, little old me from, you know, Boone, North Carolina, the mountains, here it is. I'm the biggest name in pro wrestling, uh, and we're having prayer beside a coffee uh, a pod. Wow. And it's just so amazing to see. He could have said, get away from me. Believe it. Hey, over the years, I've shared a lot of these comics with wrestlers, and I've had them throw them at me. I've had them say it's a joke. Because, you know, in pro wrestling, Chris, everything's a work, and it's kind of sad. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, when you tell a pro wrestler, you know, especially a big name, that uh, there's nothing else you can do, that Jesus did it all on the cross, they don't believe it. I mean, it's like, and, and, and I don't hold that against them. It's just they don't understand. You know, how can it be that simple? But I tell them that it wasn't simple 2,000 years ago, you know, when they nailed him to the cross. Uh, And I've really been able to see, you know, Eddie Guerrero, you know, he, first time I ever met him, he saw my Bible, Chris, in my gym bag in Atlanta. And he come right up to me. He was a very strong Christian. And he come right up to me and he said, I want to, I'm scared to death, Chris. I mean, I never met him. Mm -hmm. He come right up to me and he said, I want to ask you one thing. He says, is that, is that Bible for show, or is it for real? And, buddy, he didn't draw a line. He just wanted to know, are you just wow. making fun of the Lord, or is it for real? And, you know, that's in a dressing room where it's just me and him, and the fans didn't get to see it, but that's where the rubber meets the road. Now, yeah. either you either you for God or you're against him. And yep. so we built a friendship. Uh, and, and one more quick story. Uh, this shows you how the Lord works. Before Sting who's a very strong Christian now, before he ever got saved, I used to try to invite him to church, if you can believe this. Now, this is when he was red, white, and blue, blonde hair on top of the world. I remember one time in Atlanta at center stage, he was painting his face, and I went over to him, and I said, uh, Steve, I said, have you got your kids in church yet? And, Chris, I remember that he turned and looked at me, and because he, he didn't know the Lord then. He said, why don't you mind your own business? He said, let me worry about my kids. And I understood because, Chris, that's how lost people are supposed to act. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But let me tell you, years went by. WCW had shut down. Sting went one way. I went another. We didn't see each other for years. And then I heard that he got saved, and he was serving the Lord. I'm talking 10 years later in Sumter, South Carolina. Me and Ted DiBiase was doing a youth rally a huge football stadium, and he had Steen come. And believe it or not, when Steen walked in the dressing room that night, Chris, he came right up to me, and he said, before we hug, before we shake hands, before we say anything, I want to apologize to you. And, Chris, I'm honest with you, buddy. I had forgot that this even happened in Atlanta 10 years ago. He said, you may not remember it. He said, but that night that you invited me and my kids to church, I uh, basically cut an interview on you. And he said, I told you off. And he said, I, and I, and, and, but, but, but Chris, what was so amazing is God had planted that seed in uh, Sting that night, and it never left him. And I said, man, Sting, right. I, I done forgot about that. I didn't think twice about it. And he said, no, I want to apologize to you. And so now he's so, oh, he's so excited about the Lord right now. And he's doing so much good work. I'm going to tell you, the biggest, everybody talks about the Undertaker pop, you know, the Road Warrior pop. 
Well, me and Steve, me, Ted DiBiase, and Sting and Nikita Koloff did a youth, uh, Acquire the Fire, which is a huge youth camp, uh, youth rally. 20,000 teenagers in the Pontiac Silverdome. Now, they've tore it down now, but, and we had Sting at the rafters. So we did a storyline where me and my henchmen, like the old Batman movie, we had captured Nikita. And we were trying to get Nikita to choose, you know, our way, you know, not the good way. We were playing the part of the bad guy. But all of a sudden, thunder and lightning happened, and they lowered Steen down from that ceiling. And I've never heard 20,000 teenagers go crazy as much in my life. And and he shared his testimony, and over 8,000 kids got saved that night. And see, all of that, all of that, if Steen would have came, he, he would tell you, if I came down out of that ceiling as Steve Borden, they would have thrown stuff at me. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's who he is. But... You know, but with the, he had the face paint, the leather, the ball bat, and again, wrestling is the reason mm-hmm. that eight over eight thousand kids got saved that night. Ain't that something? Wow! So it's just amazing how how uh, uh, you know it's just amazing to me how uh, God can use. I, and I, I'm a firm believer that you know God will turn whatever's bad. I mean, I've seen a lot of crazy bad stuff in pro wrestling. You don't. You know, you don't live and, and spend 40 years in wrestling. And I've seen a lot of bad. I've seen a lot of hurt. It's, I, you know, I, my, my heart's been broke so many times. But, you know, Chief Wahoo McDaniels, Chris, was like a legend in the Carolinas. He had uh, fought Ric Flair. Really, he was a legend all over the world. He played for the New York Jets. And to me, the toughest man that I ever met. I remember one night I was helping with the ring and, Rick Flair had busted him open in a match, and, and, you know, the lights had been turned off, people had left, and we're taking the ring down, and I, and I noticed the bathroom light was on. So I go back there to see what was going on, and Wahoo, Chris, was standing in front of the mirror, sewing up his own forehead. Mm-hmm. Now, that's like the toughest, that's the toughest man I ever met in my life, but, Chris, I said all that to share this. Two weeks before Wahoo passed away, he was real sick. And he, but he was tough as John Wayne. I mean, he wouldn't let nobody know how sick he was. And so here it is, this legend. Uh, nobody kind of knew where he was at. And I'd heard that he was in the Charlotte Hospital. So believe it or not, Chris, at 3 a.m. in the morning, I, I wasn't sure if it was him, but I went and I said, I'm going to find out. If this is Wahoo, I want to spend time with him. I want to find out if he knew the Lord. But anyway, long story short, I walked down this old dark hallway 3 a.m. in the morning, and it was Chief Wahoo McDaniels in that room. And, Chris, he said something to me when I walked in that room that I've never forgot. He was mad. Not at me, but he was mad kind of at the world because he had had this huge career. He had made money for everybody, but yet nobody really had come to see him. And can you believe, Chris, that I've got a lot of heat over the years from people when I share that story? And I don't share it in a bad light, because but I won't see people to see. One who didn't die sad and broke, but he died mad because a lot of the promoters and a lot of the friends did not come and see him. Mm. So I use that when I share with with a lot of these youth camps and high schools that you, you can have it all, but it's appointed unto man wants to die. Yeah. And... You know, Terry Funk's still mad to this day because when at Wahoo's funeral, there wasn't many of the boys there. Now, I got to pray with Wahoo that night. Uh, he was still very, very 
you know, just mad that the promoters and them had kind of not been there. And so for me, a young kid, it, it just really put everything in perspective. Uh, and I'm so thankful for that time uh, that I had with Wahoo, and he passed away a, a couple of days later. And so, you know, I, to me, now if I'd have been a pro wrestler and Wahoo knew me through wrestling, I would have never got to hold his hand and pray with him before he died. So that keeps everything in perspective. Yes. Uh, you know, it ain't how we finish. It's how we, I mean, it ain't how we start. It's how we finish, Chris. And that's what I instill in my wrestling school. Everybody I meet, yeah, it's pretty cool to be on WWE's network. And, you know, they just released their encyclopedia, which is the biggest book I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, I got, they got a little story about me in there with a picture. So all that stuff's cool. But none of that matters, Chris, if I don't know the Lord as my personal Savior. And so that's kind of, you know, I mess up. I tell people all the time, don't don't go to TMZ or one of them networks to find out that George is a screw-up. I'll tell you. <laughs> Chris, I'll tell you, I'm a screw-up, buddy. You know, you ain't got to uh, investigate. I'll tell you that I'm a screw-up. Right, you'll get it firsthand. But what's so amazing about it is, oh, man, I, I'm a, people going to be a lot of heartbroken because I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a... I'm a sinner that needs the Lord, buddy, and so don't be going to look for dirt on me because I'll tell you there's a lot of it. Mm. But uh, what an amazing career I've had, and, and I know I get to talking, and I'm just it's just so neat that, you know, God still – people still walk up to me, Chris, 30 years later and say, I remember your match with Ric Flair on television. And, Chris, what a testament not only to me but to Ric Flair that 30 years later – People still remember, and I wrestled him a bunch. But there were some; we had some real good ones. And but people still remember. You think what's went through these people's lives for thirty years? Mm-hmm. I'm sure they've had heartbreak, pain. They've had good, but for them to walk up and say, "Man, I thought you were going to beat Ric Flair that night." So that's what pro wrestling's supposed to do. It's supposed to give us memories that we hang on to, you know, uh, not try to forget. And so that's that's just, you know, not only to Ric Flair, but just the way pro wrestling was. And, and, and it blesses my heart now that people still remember that. And so that's that's kind of neat. You know, it's amazing. People really don't want to admit that they love wrestling until they want free tickets. You ever notice that, Chris? I tell people. Everybody hates pro wrestling until it goes to town. Then everybody wants a free ticket. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> But yeah. I appreciate you, buddy. Man, it's it's been such a pleasure, man. Uh, yeah, this there's so much more that I, yeah you you got a wealth of information that I want to know about. I love, like I said, I've interviewed uh, actually twelve WWE Hall of Famers uh, now, and um, you know just like two hundred wrestlers, huge names. But I say this on my show all the time, like. I appreciate that, and I love, you know, I'm so thankful for being a journalist, and I love interviewing and all that stuff, but there's just there's just those people that right. I know that, I'm an old school guy, I've, you know, I've been watching wrestling since I was a little kid right. in, in the 80s, and I just love the old school traditional wrestling, and I love old school road stories, and I like more than right. any type of big name, whatever, whoever, I love the road stories from, you know, people, you know, people like you have been in the business for longer than I've been living. Right. 
you know, and uh, and, and I think you know they uh, used to throw you, Chris. They used to throw you in the back seat. I mean, all these. If you were lucky enough to ride with a big name, mm-hmm. uh, they would uh, they would put you in the back seat, and you didn't open your mouth. I didn't care if you were hungry. I didn't care if you had to go to the bathroom. You didn't say a word. Yeah. And so I just kept my mouth shut, and I just listened to the stories and 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 you know the angles that they were planning and just. Uh, what I would not trade, you know, that time. That's why I'm such a fan of the of the rock group journey because the first road trip I ever made, uh, Sonny Fargo put uh, Journey was on. So I just naturally thought everybody listened to Journey, mm. and I've never got that out of my system, Chris. You know, all these years. But man, you learned you you learned a lot. And I tell these young kids now that I meet, you know, your first lesson in wrestling is just be quiet. Yeah. You know, I got kids that even come to my school, and they're, and they're giving me ideals, you know. Uh-huh. And I said, guys, the first lesson is just listen. And and it's really, you know what I love more than anything, Chris? Back then, if I didn't listen, they corrected me right then. In other words, uh, many times, Ole would smack me upside the head, Ole Anderson, I mean, and tell me to listen. And it ain't like, okay, wait, George, we're going to get, we're going to talk about this later. Even when I messed up in the ring, uh, Chris, they, they fixed it right then. And I'm so glad they didn't wait till we got back to the dressing room and, you know, tried to fix it or, or tried to tell me what I did wrong. They, you, didn't, you didn't get many chances to get it wrong, so they'd fix it right then. And I kind of missed that, you know. Uh, it's like, Chris, real quick, I had a lady call me this week. She called my school. I've never met her. She, she called my wrestling school, and she, and bless her heart, she just didn't know. She's got an 8-year-old boy, and she wants to sign him up. To my school, and I always chuckle because I get calls like that all the time. But I said, and I'm sure she didn't know what I do, but I joked with her and I said, "Well, ma'am, yes, he's welcome." I said, "But I want you to know that I'm going to body slam." And she said, uh, "Excuse me," and I said, "Oh yeah," and I said, "I may even hit him over the head with a metal chair." And she said, "Oh, wait a minute here," and she got very defensive. And I stopped the whole conversation. I said, "Ma'am, what is it do you think that I do?" And, and, of course, you know, I think when I got done talking with her, she's not going to bring her son after all. But, you know, I'm thinking if she knew the miles and the pain that I put my body through, she wouldn't. It's almost like it's a joke sometimes to people, mm. Chris. Does that make sense? It's almost yeah. like they watch Ray Mysterio on television and they see him do it so perfect that they just think they can do it. And uh, But I don't think this mom will be bringing her 8-year-old. You know, because I said, man, we're going to, like, throw him around and, you know, suplex him and everything else. She said, whoa, I didn't know all that. So I'm thinking, man, what do you think, you know, pro wrestling still is the toughest. There's a lot of show, a lot of music, you know, fancy. But, buddy, it's still the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, uh, yeah. Chris. And, and yeah. I just want to try to instill in these people that but it'll get you ready. But yeah, I'm telling you, and, and sure of course I got to put a quick plug in if you don't mind, uh, yes, Chris, for do. our huge wrestle day, yeah. buddy. If you don't mind, you know uh, Thanksgiving weekend, uh, buddy. This is you know I was part of the Great American Bash, uh, Starcades, the Bunkhouse Stampedes, all those huge events, uh, uh, you know, around here and Smoky Mountains Night of the Legend, all that. But Wrestlecade. And I'm so thankful that I've been able to be a part of Wrestlecade, which happens in Winston-Salem. You know, it's always uh, right after Thanksgiving, the big Thanksgiving weekend. And, you know, 
What's amazing is what we try to do is just give back what me and you've been talking about for about the last hour, you know, where you can still meet. Uh, we've got over 150, you know, big-name wrestlers coming from Great Muda to the mass superstar Bill Eady. And, and so we try to capture uh, what we had as kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm so excited to be a part of it. I want to give a quick plug, if you didn't mind, Chris. It's going to be, uh, of course, they can go to um, WrestleCade's website and, it really is. There's wrestling, everything that you can imagine. I told a guy yesterday, it's easier to say who ain't coming than it is to say who's coming. Because, buddy, uh, I'm like you. I'm a big an old school fan, and we got a lot, you know, Stan Hansen. We got a lot of the older guys that are coming, and uh, it's just a huge, huge, huge weekend. And 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 I want to invite everybody to come out to this thing, buddy, because it's. I'm gonna tell you, you you get something. You get the old school. You get the new guys. Uh, I mean, we've got. I was always a big fan of Greg Muda, and for him to be making an appearance, which is just like unheard of. So, you know, those little things. Are, I'm still a kid, uh, Chris. You know, Big Mark. You call me a Big Mark. I tell people, yes, I'm a Big Mark. Sure. You know, we all are, buddy. Yes. Uh, yes. Or, or we wouldn't be in this business. You know. That's so, right. thank you for letting me give a quick plug for that. Uh, uh, they, man. Uh, you know, Tracy Myers. You know, he. He's the one that is brave enough to put this on, and, and we're going like on our sixth or seventh year. And I always tell him that he gives promoters a bad name, Chris, because he does everything that he says. <laughs> I'm not used to that, buddy. <laughs> you know, I'm not used to wrestling promoters doing that. So, right. That's uh, but I love it, man. It's just, I still, you know, I still get to meet fans and. Uh, you know, I, it's just amazing to see that we have been a part of people's lives you know, yeah. for a long, long time. And so yeah. I gave out 200 Bibles last year. Nice. My goal is 300 this year. So I always give myself like a little goal to, to try to work towards. Sometimes I, I, I do it. Sometimes I fall short, but I'm going to, that's my goal. We're there for four or five days in Winston-Salem, Thanksgiving yeah. weekend after Thanksgiving. And I'm, that's my goal. So that's awesome. I'm going to try to give away 300 Bibles. So awesome. But I appreciate well, you, buddy. I do. We'll, 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 t- Listen, we we can do a weekly series. I mean, I love my mouse. <laughs> yeah. We can do a weekly series. <laughs> yeah, real real quick, I do want to plug. Uh, I do want to give a little bit of information, more information about WrestleCade. Uh, the dates are going to be November the 29th to, to the December 1st, and it's at the Benton Convention Center in Winston Salem, North Carolina. So, uh, go to uh, WrestleCade dot com right. to get tickets for that. All right, uh, everybody who's listening. So. Thank you so much. Uh, <clears throat> George, it's been a pleasure. I really, really, really appreciate Thank it. You. I see, and the thing is, man, I knew that I knew that this was going to be good because you even said it when we were talking. You know, when we were chatting. You're like, man, I like you already. Like, right. And I and I I knew it. I yeah. knew it was I knew it was going to be something special, and it certainly was, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. You know, when I wrote my life story, the first guy that bought one, Chris, he he read it. I had never met him before, but he had read it, and he called me, and he said when I read your book, it was like we were just sitting around talking. And that's what I feel like with you, Chris. Believe me, I do a lot of interviews where they're probably wanting to get off the phone and I probably want to get off the phone, you know, because it just, they almost make fun of wrestling, if that makes sense. And and they want to talk about something stupid that WWE did, and I'm thinking, this ain't going anywhere. So I can tell, I don't know much, but I know people. Chris, I could read somebody a mile away, and I mean, me and you—if you—if we don't stop this, 
this time tomorrow we'll still be talking about pro wrestling. And, uh, That's right. You know, your listeners are going to be your listeners are going to be bored to death. But man, Marathon. I love it, man. We'll be talking about Jesus for the next week, buddy. That's right. <laughs> we like a Jerry Lewis that, here at the Your telethon. listeners are going to say, "What the heck?" <laughs> yeah. Right. The Jerry Lewis Terathon talking about wrestling and Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love well, it. Well, he's late night marathons, buddy. Right. Keep going, man. Exactly. I love it. George, it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for uh, t- taking yeah. your precious time and, and having this wonderful uh, time chatting with me, man. Well, buddy, I appreciate it, man, and I'll be praying for you, and, and we'll get together soon, and we'll we'll – not, well, I was going to say we'll do a part two, but there's probably about 22 more parts. So yeah. we'll, we'll tie up some loose ends when we get together again, buddy. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thanks so much, man. It's been a pleasure. Yes, Have a good night. Yeah. Man, wow. That was uh, that was awesome. Thanks so much to uh, George South, my, my guy, George South. Thanks, uh, thanks, Michael, for the for the uh, the shout out there. Um, yeah, it was, I really, really, really enjoyed that interview. As you can tell, <laughs> it was pretty evident how much I enjoyed that interview. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we got so much to talk about, so let's jump right into it. You know what time it is. Headlines, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Let's start off with um, well. Let's start off with an ask Chris question. Did you impact someone's life over the past week? I did. I did. Uh, I do a lot. Actually, I get a lot of uh, direct messages because I'm very vocal about my faith on uh, social media. So I um, I get a lot of uh, direct messages and uh, gives me an opportunity to minister to people and. Uh, this week was no different. (laughs) I get them a lot. Uh, so this week was no different. So yes, the answer to that question is absolutely yes. Thanks for asking, uh, Michael. All right. Uh, let's start off with, uh, as you see, ladies and gentlemen, this is a, this is huge. Um, the NXT brand is moving to the new USA network. So (laughs) <laughs> a lot of a lot of talking about this, a lot of thoughts about this. Uh it's clear that the the move is because um it, it's clear that even if it, even if not all, I would even say most of it is because uh they want to do a preemptive strike against AEW and um that's what they want to do. So AEW scheduled for October 2nd. I believe they're scheduled for September 13th, I believe it is. Um, Let's see. Let's be sure. September, I believe it's September 13th. Um, Let's see. NXT to USA, September 18th. Yeah, so September 18th is when... NXT is heading to USA, and then October 2nd is when they, uh, uh, TNT. Yeah, thanks, Malvin, 18. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I got so many thoughts on this. I really do. 
Uh, yeah, seven hours of WWE program. Uh, okay, well, it's way too much. I agree. X is going to be. Um, so yeah, was we have Raw, SmackDown, NXT. So it'll be two hours a piece. So that'll be six hours plus the the pay per view. So you're talking about at least once a month you're going to be having about uh, eleven hours of WWE programming on television. So that's a lot. That's a lot. Here's my biggest thing about NXT about this about this announcement. It's like I said, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing that it's a preemptive strike against um, uh, against NXT uh, against AEW? It's clear that Vince McMahon sees competition. It's clear that WWE sees competition with AEW. Uh, I still have my thoughts on AEW. Um, Raw three SmackDown. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you. Uh, yeah, yeah. That is seven hours. Uh, for for some reason, I counted six hours for Raw. I forget the whole third hour. Yeah, seven hours. Three, two, and two. So uh, to my so back to my calculations. You're going to have about twelve hours of WWE programming at least once a week. So. Yikes, that's a lot. Um, I don't think... Uh, <laughs> give us, it feels like six hours. I think it feels like 12, honestly, because usually Raw and SmackDown are drags to me. Um, but here's my thing. Here's my thing with this, as far as WWE is concerned. I, it's, it's clear that they see competition in AEW, and I've, had, I've shared my thoughts on AEW. I'm not sold yet. Uh, I need to see more than to go on the AW train, the bandwagon, or the 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 AW train. I need to see more, so I'm I'm not so yet for what I saw. Um, so as far as NXT is concerned, it seems like there's the the, the intent is to for competition, which I'm all for, because essentially competition says, well, I uh, I'm going to give my all, I'm going to put all my all into this uh, to um, to make sure that we don't lose against AW in the ratings. <laughs> Michael says uh, um, podcast shows are going are crying right now. Too much to cover. Yeah, I agree. But um, yeah, it, it'll still whatever comes is going to fit in the PNP format. Same day, same bat time, same bat channel. Um, yeah. Same bat day, <laughs> it's it's gonna fit into the PMP time frame. So whatever it is, they, of course you know we don't even really cover Raw and SmackDown on this except for a very short amount of time. That's the shortest segment of, of the night. Um, and I think AEW and NXT will probably be the same way because I don't really do recap on the show. It's it's more interactive and uh, lots of fun as far as like Ax Chris and trivia and things like that. Flavor of the week is always fun too. So uh, for those who you, for those who use their podcasts as recap shows, absolutely. It's going to be, it's going to feel like a nightmare. <laughs> so as far as covering all of that. So you, you so you're going to have nine hours of television. You're going to have, uh, I, know, I know that AWX is going to be head to head, but, you're still going to watch three of Raw, three of SmackDown, three, uh, two of NXT, and then two of uh, AEW. 
As far as I know, it's going to AW's two hours. Um, I haven't heard anything other than two hours. It could be an hour, but I haven't heard anything other than two hours. So that's uh, nine hours of wrestling programming every single week, televised wise. So yeah, here's the biggest dilemma I have with NXT. Uh, real quick, Eli's asking, "Well, uh, who's that guy tonight? A new air growing guy? Maybe his brother Sideway AW. He's the new Ralphus. He's the new Chris Jericho had Ralphus. He's the new Ralphus. He's going to be coming out with them as the new Ralphus. Um, Malvin watches AEW too. Yeah, AEW is a good product too. Speaking of AEW, uh, Tony Schiavone." Um, Signed with AEW, he reportedly rejected. It's a headline I'm gonna throw in here real quick. Uh, Tony Giovanni re- reportedly rejected WWE offer uh, and is going with AEW. Now he's done the control center type of thing, you know, with AEW, uh, kind of like the uh, how um, oh, what is his name? I know Mean Gene did the control centers for a while, but. Um, uh, 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 Sean Mooney, Sean Mooney, that's his name, like Sean Mooney used to do. So, and now, you know, he's, I don't know what role he's going to do. It doesn't seem like he's going to commentate. Uh, he could be, but right now you have JR, Excalibur, uh, and Alex, uh, last name, um, last name, uh, lost the last name. Last name is slipping me. What's his last name? Alex, uh, let's see. Alex uh, Marvez. Alex Marvez. That's his name. So, yeah. And so, Shivani's a play by play guy. And so is uh, JR, of course. So, neither of them are going to do color. That would just be weird. They tried to make JR a color guy. That was odd. And then Shivani's definitely not a color guy. So they're both two of the best pay-by-pays ever. So they're not going to make either one of them color. And so it seems like they're just going to do like the whole control center type of thing. So, and I'm cool with the man. Great, ac- great acquisition, of course. Uh, let's talk about USA Network real quick. We'll get to 205 Live. But, um, but yeah, so the, here's the biggest dilemma I have. Uh, Kimbo's asking, ask Chris, um, do you think one of the companies is going to try to sign Conrad Thompson soon? Um, if anything, I can see AEW trying to do that for sure because he has a bigger affiliation with, with AEW. Um. So, yeah, like I said, my biggest dilemma is the fact that the current talent on NXT does not have enough kind of mainstream star power. Now, we see Velveteen Dream um, here, and he he definitely has. But Gargano, you know, people can argue Adam Cole, just the mainstream uh, star power to actually feud with AEW. So not only do you have to have mainstream star power, you have to uh, present a product that's good enough for the fans to react. There's only a few hundred people that uh, sits in full sale as opposed to six to ten plus thousand people arenas 
the AEW's, uh, you know, selling out. So as far as a presentation of a, a big promotion look, AEW's already going to have a disadvantage. Now, here's the deal with that. It seems like Vince McMahon is going to have some type of kind of audible and take him out of full sell if he really wants to compete. I like the full sell feel because it still creates this uh, NWA studio style indie feel to it. And then, they, of course, they sell out, you know, the arenas, right? <laughs> right. Uh, using the same, other than WrestleMania, using the same arena as the big pay per view, like they did with Toronto. So they have the popularity to sell out arenas because they do. And so that's not the issue. The issue is the big arenas on Wednesday nights for AEW compared to very small arena uh, in uh, WWE and NXT. And then, you know, if, if the ratings go down with the people they have, you know, with Gargano and Cole, Vince McMahon is going to try to, of course, you know, intercept because right now you know, there's a report from Pro Wrestling Sheet that Triple H is still going to be in charge of NXT, which is good because there's been rumors of Vince McMahon, Michael Hayes, etc. Um, going to be the ones who take over since it's going to be on television. And I'm glad that that's not the case. Going on, Lexi. Um, I agree, Kimbo. NXT should stick to one hour. Totally agree with that. Michael's asking uh, NXT. Well, he's saying, uh, well, Eli, let's go to Eli first. What is WWE doing with Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn? Seems like he has Shinsuke in my piece, like Owen and Yokozuna. My Yokozuna. Um, we'll get to that on SmackDown as far as my thoughts on that. Michael's asking, uh, well, he's saying NXT talent will get major raises. This will take WWE talent payroll and not counting the performance center to over $250 million annually. Yeah. Well, I mean, NXT, I mean, they, they've already really, I mean, they're really a third brand now. Like, there's no more call-ups because they're all, all three of them are going to be in the main roster. They're all, they're on USA, you know, until Fox is going to move, uh, until SmackDown is going to move to Fox. But NXT is unofficially a, main roster show now. I think we kind of forgot about that during the announcements. WWE is the main roster, so no more call-ups. There's going to be roster, you know, the, that's why I think, you know, Michael's saying that the Rock Hall rules in place for all three shows, I think I'm going to pull my hair. I agree. That's the reason why they want to do more of the split. They want to implement the split more. Because you don't want to cross-brand three shows, man. That is just horrible. Now, I think it actually brings more uh, excitement to the Superstar Shake-Up as far as NXT people going to Raw or SmackDown. But again, NXT, uh, on average, an NXT person uh, moving to Raw or SmackDown is not... (laughs) <laughs> the chances of you succeeding is not very good. So we'll see how that works. I just don't see Vince being okay with someone like, and I've interviewed Johnny Gargano, very nice guy, fellow Ohioan, but I just don't see, um, I don't see Vince McMahon 
looking at a Johnny Gargano, having a hands-on, looking at a Johnny Gargano, treating NXT now like Raw or SmackDown because they want the they want you know those television numbers, they want the ratings to keep going up. So NXT, you know, USA doesn't pull the plug on on NXT. So I don't see him seeing someone like a Johnny Gargano at the helm. Uh, so he's he's going to have to pull on people from he's going to have to pull on ex ex uh, NXT guys. Why not Finn Balor? Finn Balor, you know, when he comes back, you know, he can head NXT. Although I always think that for some reason to me, Finn Balor just seems like NXT UK guy for some reason. I know that it would kind of be a step down, but uh, I think that. Finn Balor, when he went against Jordan Devlin, you know, surprise, I thought he fit so well in NXT UK. I'm, I'm sure probably because of traveling and things like that. But, uh, you know, who else? Um, Samoa Joe, I can see him, you know, going to NXT. Uh, I just, I mean, you know, he's in the King of the Ring now. I just don't see much with NXT. Uh, with WWE in the main roster. Um, definitely Apollo. I can definitely see Cesaro uh, being going back to NXT and uh, you know leading the pack there. Harper, I think that's a good one too. Uh, I said that's I said that on my show before. I think Luke Harper should go to NXT for sure. Um, the Mojo Mojo Raleigh experiment is uh, was a bust. Um, so I think that you bring, you know, you do, they go back and they were pretty, pretty important, pretty high, um, profile tag team. Eli Sanchez are on, um, I think that's Ono, um, but Cash is Ono, he hasn't, he hasn't came up at all. So, but yeah. There's a lot of people who could really be successful and come up from NXT. Have some good Ask Chris questions. Let's get to them. Um, let's see. I don't want to miss anything. Um, Ryan's asking, will you be watching WWE NXT UK show, AEW All Out, or New Japan show on August uh, 31st? <laughs> The day of probably, hmm, the day of probably NXT UK, and then I'll watch uh, All Out and uh, New Japan uh, on another day. So, Kimbo says, send Keith Lee to SmackDown. Now, I don't know, man. Uh, I think that Keith Lee is amazing. Really like him on the. I really like him as a competitor. But here's the deal with uh, Keith Lee: he's not even. They're not. They're putting him poorly in NXT. How would he integrate into the main roster with what they already have? So. And I think you know, like I said, you know, I think Eli brought it up. I, I tweeted this, man. I think Shinsuke Nakamura should turn babyface and uh, be a top name in NXT. Because his main roster run has just stunk up the place. So, I'm cool with him uh, 
going back to NXT. All right, so now we can get to 205 Live. So um, Dave Melter actually said on the radio, Wrestling Observer Radio, I believe it was, that um, there hasn't been much talk about 205 Live since, uh, you know, during the shift of uh, NXT going to Raw. So that's, a, you know, uh, so basically he said that there's some people um, who believe that um, the NXT may be canceled. I mean, not NXT, but uh, 205 Live. 205 Live might be canceled. So, oh, yeah, I agree, Kimbo. Bobby Roode needs a reset for sure. So, yeah, so right now, so Meltzer said that there may be a cancellation for 205 Live. Um, let me get a let me get a quote for you. Get a quote. Um, let's see. Let's get. I just saw a quote. Actually, team tag team Kim in the ring will feature NXT. <laughs> well, your boys, the Street Profits, said something about it. Um. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see that as far as. Uh, let's see. Two or five live. Let's see. Let me look. All right, I'm I'm not bringing it up somewhere. I had it somewhere, but um, but I I can't find it now. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, uh, Dave Meltzer um, said it on the Wrestling Observer Radio. That uh, no one is really look. The general consensus is that uh, 205 Live could be uh, could be canceled. So that's what a lot of people think backstage. So, um, but here's the thing, man. Here, here's 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 the deal. Um, yeah, I want to core me. I don't know why I didn't do that. But, um, let's see. I don't know why it's jumping. Uh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going I'm looking at places, but I saw a quote. But anyways, uh, the the point of the matter is, um, he did say that there's some talks backstage that um, people aren't really paying attention to 205 Live and because of all the moves and the ships and things like that, it could be canceled. Now, here's my here's my take on it. I think um, I, I think that it's it, it's one of those things that 205 Live it, it would be, it would definitely be on the top when it comes to cost cutting cost cost-cutting measures. I just don't see 205 Live being of any importance uh, as far as them making this big shift. And then, of course, Vince Man with the XFL was the reason why he wasn't there on Raw. 
there's a lot of things that are shifting that uh, is, is going to cause 205 Live to just continue to be obsolete. Uh, you, weren't here, you weren't ready for that, were you? Uh, um, <laughs> I think that's what it's going to, to do, unfortunately. So uh, here we go. Obsolete. There you go. Obsolete. Uh, and that's why I think 205 Live is going, unfortunately. Good talent. Awesome talent, for sure. Um, Drew Gulak is killing it. Uh, Buddy Murphy really had his, you know, uh, he had his moment. It's time to shine in 205 Live. So did Cedric Alexander. But as a whole, I just don't see WWE... Uh, maintaining the 205 Live. Now, I think they should because that'll bring a whole lot of cruiserweights on the Raw and SmackDown, and it'll be, they will certainly be buried. Now, here's the thing. I think what you do, though, is you have, a two, you have the 205 Live division on NXT. You have them have the Cruiserweight Championship on NXT. Like, they have the, uh, the WWE UK Championship on NXT UK. You have um, 205 Live Cruiserweight Division on the NXT brand, which will help. I think it'll help just overall as far as their competition, athleticism. When you concentrate, when you're having the problem is 205 Live is its own brand, and it's not strong enough star power to me that uh, to have its own brand. That's that's been an issue with 205 Live for a long time. Now, if you affiliate it with something, if you have it with NXT, I think that will really help the 205 Live brand being showcased on the NXT product and actually have the Cruiserweight Championship be one of NXT's, you know, um, championships. Because right now you have the, the NXT Championship, you have the North American Championship, and I think you have the cruiser, you should have the Cruiserweight Championship on NXT um, instead of just making it its own brand, I think. That's that's really been hurting the WWE, the, the division as a whole. All right, so let's go to Cormier. Um, so for those who didn't watch, I, I watched UFC 241. Um, I saw uh, Nate Diaz um, beat Anthony Pettis, and uh, I heard he broke his foot. I hope Pettis, uh, I heard Pettis broke his foot um, during that uh, during the match. Um, Yeah, he broke his foot. That's crazy during the fight. And he shares a photo too. Um, I haven't looked at the photo yet. But uh oh yeah, here it is. It's yikes. Breaks the foot. Breaks the the foot. Um let me see if I can bring this up actually. Um I think I can bring it up. His broken foot. So let's see. Obsolete. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Let's bring this up here for y'all. 
because uh, it's huge. It's gross. It's like the Adams family. Uh, all right, here we go. Broken foot, ladies and gentlemen. Broken foot. Speaking of broken, I just said obsolete. There's uh, Anthony Pettis' broken foot. So, very nice uh, picture there. Uh, so, let's hope the best for <laughs> for uh, for Anthony Pettis, because that was uh, unfortunate. All right, so back to... Uh, Back to Daniel Cormier. So, um, uh, Dana White sh- uh, shared in the post uh, interview, post match interview, that he doesn't want uh, Daniel Cormier to retire. Uh, Cormier, he lost. I think he did such a bad job doing defense. He said he let people down. I'm actually going to bring up this uh, Instagram post. Um, I think he just did a bad job with, um, he he just did a bad job with really defending himself. His guard was weak. Uh, I like the fact that he was blocking and jabbing. That was cool. But he was, I mean, he let his arms down so much. What got him was the body shot, which startled him a lot and allowed Stipe to just, you know, wail at him. But I just think it, he, he just looked lazy. And he was, uh, I wanted Cormier to win. Because to me, if Cormier wins, it helps the... Uh, the promotion of him versus Lesnar. So, uh, but because because Cormier was winning throughout the whole fight, and I tweeted, I said, look, if Stipe wants to win, he can only at this point he can only win by count out. I mean, not by count out, by KO uh, or ta- uh, or um, TKO or um, yeah, count, count out or, or, or TKO. Or you know, knock out or TKO, make him tap, or make him tap. So, because he was winning the first, you know, three, I I gave all of them to uh, to Cormier to DC. So, I don't know. He said him the he said him the uh, the interview afterwards that you know he's not going to make a retirement decision based on emotion and things like that, which is smart. Um, no, I didn't see Cody's, uh, I didn't see Rousey's finger, but I, I, um, I saw the picture I saw was blurred. So I didn't see the, the, I didn't see her foot. I mean, I didn't see her finger being, uh, um, the cut, you know, the, the, it was, they had to put it back on and all that stuff. It was, it was crazy. Um, yeah, let me bring up DC's tweet that he had actually, um, it was really heartfelt, actually. Very heartfelt tweet to bring up here. And I respect. I, I respected the the tweet that he had. Um, let me see if I can uh, enlarge this. I believe it that I can. Let's see. There we go. Um, it's been a couple of days, and I can't stress the disappointment in the marks. Uh, no, we want that DC. Here we go. Um, it's been a couple of days, and I can't stress the disappointments. So sorry that I let you down. To my wife and kids, I'm so sorry 
you guys had experienced that. I never wanted y'all to see and all the hurt. I don't know where the picture went. Where did the picture go? Let me bring that. Let me bring that. To make sure the picture's up. I have no idea why the picture uh, went awry on me. No idea. What do you call a deer with no eyes? I have no idea. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Um, here we go. It's been a couple of days, and I can't stress the disappointment. I'm so sorry to have let down, to all I've let down. Uh, to my wife and kids, I'm so sorry you guys had experienced that. Um, I never wanted y'all to see that, and the hurt you guys showed breaks my heart every time I think about it. My coaches, I'm sorry I appreciate the work and the time you spent um, with me. My fans, thank you guys for all the love and support you have guided me all you, you have guided to me to all these amazing accomplishments. Steve Amielchich and his team, congratulations on a tremendous victory. You showed so much heart and grit. You are the definition of Cleveland tough. Dana White and all the UFC, thank you all for everything you have done with me and my family. This has been the most amazing journey. I will decide what I'm going to do now. As soon as I decide, you will know right away. I love you all, DC. So, that's basically where he's at right now. So, um, I think he should retire. The only thing I think that he'll draw a lot of money. I think his retirement match should be with Stipe because he beat Stipe last year. Stipe beat him this year, and I think the I think next uh, his next fight should be regardless. Um, you know, regardless, he should go against uh, Stipe. And if he wins, he retires champ. If he loses, he loses. So I think that's the way it should be, brother. Um, all right. So that's good for now as far as uh, – all right, Eli has an Ask Chris question. And with Jeff Hardy come back, I saw this on Twitter, that he would bring back Willow and maybe Wyatt versus Willow. Yeah. I'm not quite sold on it. So, what's up, CJ? Nice to nice to have you on the chat. Um, anybody see a pose? Didn't smile at SmackDown tonight. <laughs> a new gimmick? No, I doubt it. Uh, I don't even know why they broke up Titus Worldwide. That was actually one of the best things that uh, they had. Apollo had. He actually had some type of. They didn't make him so bland, man. So bland. Um. All right, so I think we're good for the Raw and SmackDown uh, grades. Let me know your grades for Raw and SmackDown. Give me your grades for Raw and SmackDown. Let me see the grades. Oh, guys, trivia. Trivia, trivia. Start off with this. Um, this wrestler's nickname was Hot Stuff. This wrestler's nickname was Hot Stuff. I know y'all know that. I know that's going to be easy. All right, Raw SmackDown grades. Um, yeah, what if? Yeah, I don't know. It's wonderful. This Raw World Series 
it falls on a Friday night, it has to, have to be preempted, like they used to do with Raw. Uh, good job, Eli. Eddie Gilbert. Eddie Gilbert was the man. He was the man. Uh, Brandon Raw B SmackDown B. Yeah. I would say that. I would say uh, B minus for both of them. Um, the Kings Court, you know, with Bray uh, attacking Lawler. I understand that. You know, it was uh, it was good for his purpose. Uh, side note: Jerry Lawler actually retweeted my tweet that I had for uh, tonight uh, for for Raw. I said. Uh, <laughs> Let me see what tweet that I the tweet that I had. I want to read it verbatim. It says, um, <laughs> "I had a lot of interaction on that too. Um, it was quite funny how much interaction I got on that." Let's see. I said, if you want to bring a split back, keep Corey just on SmackDown Live and keep Lawler on Raw. Jerry Lawler is like the ex-boyfriend you should have never broken up with. And you've been dissatisfied with your new boyfriend because of thinking about your old one too much, so much. So that's uh, (laughs) that pretty much to me uh, was the Lawler on Raw. I think we're getting too oversaturated with Corey Graves. Especially if you want to do a split, you don't want to have Corey Graves on Raw and SmackDown. Not bad. You know, I'm not... um, Corey isn't bad at all, actually. But too much of Corey is a bad thing. I I will say that. Um, What else? Uh, Strowman and Styles. I really hope they don't turn Strowman heel. That would be terrible. All these heel face turns with Strowman. Bad, bad call for him. Uh, the King of the Ring matches. Uh, I wanted Cesaro to go further, but Joe winning, that makes sense. Uh, Orton, I, I'm glad that he's getting heel heat, and especially we saw it today on uh, you know on SmackDown. We saw it on, on last night on SmackDown. That's why I, I keep saying that. He needs to get that heel heat to make sure that Kofi is over as a babyface, and we saw it on SmackDown. Ryan's asking, ask Chris, so with NXT going to USA, are we going to start seeing 24-7 title shenanigans on NXT? Oh, why did you even bring that up? Uh, yes, I can definitely see that. I don't want to, but I can definitely see that, unfortunately. Now, the 24-7 title is uh, probably one of the best segments on Raw. When it was hot, it's starting to die down now, though. So uh, I, I'm a huge R-Truth fan. I've said this many times. Big fan of R-Truth. Uh, talked to him on the phone before, and uh, a couple times, actually. And um, really nice guy. And, uh, yeah, just a uh, really nice guy. But at the same time, the 24-7 stuff is getting a bit old. Um, maybe you defended, like, in um, – I like the fact, you know, it's so funny because people, you know, crap on the fact that they, quote, suspend the title. But I'm glad when they do that because I get tired of just seeing the people running in all these segments that are cheesy throughout Raw and SmackDown. 
I think if they suspend it and then have the segments and things like that, that will help. Because right now it's not really helping that much. So, um, but yeah, that was it was cool overall. SmackDown. Uh, we're seeing Bailey and Charlotte. I don't want to see Charlotte in the title picture. That is what I don't want to see, and we're going to see it. And I'm not okay with it at all. Um, I actually had Kevin Owens going to the finals of the King of Ring and then Shane screwing him, but it seems like they did that a lot of uh, a lot closer, a lot sooner. So, next trivia question, and we'll get into the King of the Ring. Kevin Nash has one reign as Intercontinental Champ. Who did he beat? Who did he beat? So yeah, Raw B minus, SmackDown B minus is what uh, what I would give them. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Let's do this. Flavor of the week. Let's go. It is now time for the flavor of the week. Okay, so let's bring up these. Um, this information here. Um, trying to bring up the um uh, the the brackets, the tournament brackets. I brought up the tournament brackets. That's what I want to do. About to bring them up. About to oop. I want that. Just a moment. Hold on, hold on. Trying to bring up a few things at once. Bringing up tournament brackets. Um. All right. So, King of the Ring, nineteen eighty-five. That's what we're going to talk about. 85, 86, 87, 88. Um, Razor, Razor Ramon. Good job, Brandon. Chico, Razor Ramon. Next trivia. David Otunga is a two-time WWE Tag Team Champion. Who were his partners? Who were his partners? All right. Here's the bracket, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 1985, um, NXT or AEW on Wednesdays, um, both, old school, man, old school, it's, you know, I want to watch both of them, I want to watch one of them probably on, uh, TV and the other one probably on, uh, let's see, the other one on TV, and the other one uh, on uh, probably my probably my uh, not my phone, but uh, the uh, tablet or laptop. So I'm trying to do two things at once here. Um, all right, here we go. All right, 1985. 1985. King of the Ring. King O. King O. T. Ring. 1985. 
This is before they had the tournaments too, so keep that in mind as you are looking at these King of the Ringers. This one in 1985 um, Oh, I'm trying to figure out how I did this. All right, here we go. All right, cool. All right, so uh, Don the Rock Morocco wins the 1985 King of the Ring tournament. Um, Wade Barrett, no, he's never. Justin Gabriel, nope. All right, who were who were David Otunga's two tag team partners? All right, so Don, Don Morocco wins 1985. Here's the tournament bracket here. Um, nope. So far, no. I got there's one answer that one of them is right so far. Uh, but other than other than that, all the other answers are incorrect. All right, so here's the first tournament of the King of the Ring 1985. Uh, Don Morocco pins JYD in ten minutes. Um. Steve, Lomb- Steve Lombardi wins. Isn't that interesting? Uh, Steve Lombardi wins uh, a match in four and a half minutes. That's before all the other gimmicks. Uh, Eli, good job. John, John Cena, and I'll give you Curtis Axel, but it's like, you know, Michael McGillicuddy is what he was. <laughs> what a terrible name. Michael McGillicuddy. <laughs> now Eli's bragging. Um, but yeah, 85, um, interesting names there. Terry Funk, uh, loses by DQ, uh, the 20 minute draw. And I think Brunzel, I think it's on here. Yeah. Brunzel had to flip a coin. Yeah. Coin toss to determine who can take the tournament. So you can, so you do a time limit draw and you continue the tournament because of a coin toss. What an interesting, uh, <laughs> Quite that's quite interesting compared to what they would do nowadays. You won from a coin toss. Now, first of all, this is all predetermined. So you had to book them going to a twenty minute draw and then book the fact that they were um <laughs> they were going to have a coin toss to win. So yeah, Ricky Steamo beats uh, Greg Valentine in the tournament, then he loses to the Iron Sheik. Which, you know, Ricky Steamboat is one of my favorites. Um, not a fan of that. But uh, an Iron Sheik beats Jim Brunzel uh, in the quarterfinals. Uh, and Don Morocco wins. Don DeRock Morocco. So he won the Intercontinental Championship, uh, I think, a time or two. But uh, never amounted anything after that. So 86, we have... Um, Billy Jack Hanks, so Mr. X was a substitute for Hercules. So somehow uh, Bruno San Martino beat the designated hitman. Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear that? The designated hitman. Um, a non-tournament match. The British Bulldogs defeated the Dream Team, etc., etc. So yeah, Mr. X subbed in for um, for Hercules. I have no idea why he got the first round by. Interesting. Mike Rotunda 
quite interesting stuff there. So Billy Jack Haynes, you know, he was one of those he was one of those characters that was actually good, and he was really good in Portland, very very good in Portland, um, very very good in Portland. But at the same time, um, uh, he just wasn't good in WWE. They really they didn't see enough in him. So um, Harley Race, you know, he he won it all. That's one of his biggest accolades right now. They say um, Animal Steel is Jesse Ventura would say Animal Steel <laughs> lost to Harley Race by DQ. So the buy was Morocco and Piper. So the the year before they had to do a coin toss, but this year they just did a buy, similar to uh, one of the WrestleMania tournaments. It was just a simple buy they did. Quite interesting stuff. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Uh, Brett name called him man. Chris seemed like an eighties pop character. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so Pedro beats Mike Rotunda and Nikolai Volkov. Billy Jack Haynes. Uh, when uh, it loses by count out, uh, it's Harley Race. Harley Race wins it all. Let's go to '87. We had uh, Randy Macho Man Savage here. SD Jones. SD Jones actually beat Sika. How about that? Uh, Gabriel's asking, uh, who do I want to see LAX sign with AWWE? Uh, I think they were thinking about. Uh, there were some rumors of um, one of them. Signing to NXT. Um, let's see. I don't know. Let me try to pull it up real quick. Um, yeah, one of them was signing to NXT. Let me find out real quick. I think it's um, the uh, uh, what's his name? Santana. What's his name? Let's find out. Santana uh, Yeah, Santana's uh one of them. I think that's the one that signed that's uh rumored to sign a WWE if I'm not mistaken. Um Yeah, he's uh, there's some rumors that he could be the person. So that was split up LAX. So that would be interesting, which it doesn't make sense to sign one of them um, because LAX is such a good, uh, such a good team. So, yeah, that's weird. If if that was the case, I think uh, that would be that would be weird if that was the case. I say keep both of them, sign them to. I don't know. I just don't have faith that WWE will. Uh, I just don't have enough faith that WWE will uh, do something good with that. So I don't think that'll work. Uh, honestly, two hundred five live. <laughs> two hundred five live. Yeah, I can see that happening, and you don't want that to happen. You don't want a two hundred five live that would be treated like Hunico, but with uh, Sin Cara. Yeah, that would be sad. Um, so yeah, 
I would rather for them to sign with uh, AEW. I could see them uh, being allies with uh, Jericho. But Jericho is such a huge heel. And LAX does really well um, as baby faces. So I would keep I would keep them as baby faces. I mean, they've been heels too, but uh, I'd say keep them baby faces. So yeah, King Kong Bundy uh, gets a buy, so it takes them to the end. Uh, I don't. I still don't know. No world. Okay, so Haku and Martel. Let's find out what happened with Kurt, Mark, Haku and Martel. It doesn't seem like. So there was a, okay. So there was a draw, and because it was a fifteen minute draw, it, it caused a buy, which allowed King Kong Bundy, who beat SD Jones, to go to the quarterfinals. Junkyard Dog once again loses. Um, I remember watching a documentary and uh, them talking about how much JYD was misused in WWE, and I totally agree with that. Now, there's other th- there's other talks as far as just his, you know, usage of alcohol and I think even drugs to an extent or distributing them. There's a lot of things that's out there as far as why JYD didn't receive a push uh, here, because he was the man in Mid-South. I mean, huge. I mean, top star. Super duper over in Mid South, and he was still over here too. You know, he was still one of the greatest, you know, babyfaces of all time. But at the same time, like it just like from what I heard, it was you know and the thing is some physical issues too, as far as like gaining weight and stuff, and many ways. But it's like man, it hurts. It hurts me to see that because I liked I liked JYD so much. So King Kong Bunny and One Man Gang to a three minute count out. That sounds about right. But Randy Savage, yeah, he uh, won the 1987 King of the Ring. So this actually was right before he won the – was before, a year before he won the title. He won the title in 88, right? WrestleMania four. So it was a good way to, to bump him up. All right, and lastly, 1988 was won by Ted DiBiase. Randy Savage go, gets to the finals. Um, quite interesting. King of Ring 1998. Uh, let me see that date because it's interesting that he beat lost to DiBiase in the finals of the King of the Ring 98. I mean, um, 88, excuse me. King of Ring 88. And let me see what date 88 was. 88 was October 16th. So he won. So he beat. Uh, he beat DiBiase at WrestleMania four in the finals. It looks like uh, DiBiase got his uh, comeuppance, comeuppance by beating him um, at King of the Ring. So, very interesting stuff. What a year! What a time! What a show! So, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to land the plane. I mean, of course, you can't go without any good music. Or the PNP outro, ladies. Why would we? Why would we do that? Why would we not have the awesomest playlist in the building? All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, a lot, like I said, a lot to talk about today. Um, I think we got everything covered. Um, we got John Cena, and Mike McGillicuddy. We got that trivia covered tonight. Hey, hit that uh, like button. Be sure to hit that like button and leave a positive comment. Leave a positive comment. I really appreciate it. So, 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a fun ride. It's been a very, very fun ride. And on behalf of George South, once again, sharing some awesome stories, some awesome road stories. This is 386 uh, episodes in the books. Thank you so much, as always, for the PNP Nation. You guys are so awesome. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, 386 episodes. Thank you, Malvin, saying good show. I really appreciate you all. I've had a good time. Absolutely. Uh, Lexi, uh, uh, always, always a pleasure. Uh, Lexi was uh, chilling tonight. She didn't have uh, many Lexi, Lexi questions. She was just sitting back and observing. That's all good with me. Um, as long as uh, you're here and having a good time, having a good night, you know that's that's what I do. That's all. That's what the PMP show is all about. For us to just come together and have a really, really, really good time. Good night, Brandon. Awesome show as usual is what he says. Greatly appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. On behalf of 386 episodes, PMP Nation, time to land the plane. Been a pleasure, everybody. Thanks so much for this week. Uh, right now, um, uh, thanks, Cody. Uh, right now, we have Nick, Nick Patrick is coming back live uh, next week. His plan, actually, spoke with him today. I can share with him today uh, to get everything finalized. So uh, I wanted to bring him back to talk about uh, one of my favorite moments of all time, and that is uh, Ron Simmons winning the WCW World Championship from Vader. Guess who the referee was? Nick Patrick. So I wanted to talk to Nick Patrick about that. And plus your questions. I'll be live. Whatever questions you have about uh, Nick Patrick. Um, did he want to, what happened backstage? What were the backstage talks when he entered, when he refereed a certain, whatever match, whatever match. You'll have that time to talk about it. I was interested to talk about the, when he was refereeing the Sting match. So we did talk about that last time. So Nick Patrick's been around for a long time. So there's a lot to talk about and a lot of questions to ask him. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's next week and that's planned. So, Lord willing, that will happen. Uh, 386 episodes in the book, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome, awesome time with you all again. On behalf of the PNP Nation, 386 episodes. This is Chris Featherstone landing the plane with PNP Nation, the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Until next week. Enjoy Ricky Russell. God bless and always remember I do it for you. Have a good night, everybody. God bless.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.